I come to announce to you there is about to be a resurrection for somebody. When you don't exercise your faith, it will not be strong. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must continue to be hearing the word of God. This is Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. Hello and welcome to another edition of Get Connected with the creator of the Kindness Revolution, Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. He will be bringing us a word on today entitled, The Power of Kindness. Stay tuned for this word. Here is Bishop Ajala. The word kindness, the word kindness is a very unique word. It's a a unique word that deals with the heart. But today, I want us to look at the power of kindness using praise. You see, people don't know how to be kind. So I want to talk about the power of kindness using praise. The word praise comes from the Latin word pretium or pretium. And it means price or value price or value the kindest thing you can do to people is to value them and each time you value people you praise them i saw in genesis chapter one that when god created anything he praised what he created Mm -hmm. he will say good 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 so from the beginning god added value to man when it comes to man, he said, very good. So kindness is the ability to add worth into people. Ability to add worth into them. Unfortunately, people like to remove worth from people. You say, oh, you know, two people, are, I love you, I love you. And then if I, if I don't love you anymore. Why? Because he wants to withdraw worth. People do things just to withdraw worth. Anybody that tries to withdraw worth is not working in kindness. Because kindness adds worth to people. What do you mean by that? It adds value to people. Kindness adds value to people. Because the word praise is the word value, is the, is the Latin word Pretium, which means price, which means value. And, and, and it's when you praise somebody, you ascribe value to them. Yes. And kindness is the, it, it, praise is the manifestation of kindness. That's why you've got to learn how to praise God. When you praise God, you ascribe value to God. When you praise a man or a woman, you ascribe value to those people. What I have discovered is that over the years, people no longer remember to add value to people. They take from people. 
they use their mouth to belittle people, to cut people down. And so, the Bible tells us to be kind to one another. Now, let me give you something about the praise that add value to God. You see, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, it says, you are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy to receive glory, to receive honor, to receive power. He was praising God, but he was adding value. Now, I want you to take it from this. It's not that he makes God bigger, but from his heart, he's adding value to God in his heart. You know, so my point is this. We must learn to add value to people and not take value from people. The word thank you is a big word that we must start using again. The word please is a big word that we must start using again. Kindness revolution must start with this mindset. I will add value to you. I will add value to you. I look at the body of Christ today and we don't think of adding value to people anymore. No. We, we talk them down. We badmouth. What makes us different from them if all we do is condemn, condemn, condemn? There is a place where you can correct people and still add value to them. I correct my children. But the goal is not to reduce them or remove value from them. Even in correcting them, I add value. And people around me knows that even if I correct somebody, I will correct them, but with a goal to making sure they realize I've added value to them. That's kindness. We sometimes look at kindness only in some uh, sociological definition but you need to look at it in a holistic way, in, in, in theological definition, biblical definition, sociological definition. No. When was the last time you made up your mind you will add value to people? Adding value to somebody who is down by lifting them up. Adding value to somebody who is sick by visiting them. Adding value. You know, I visited somebody and, and he said, oh my God, Bishop visited me. <laughs> he said, you don't know what that meant to me. I said, wow. So, so my being there add value. Let's look for ways to add value to one another. Somebody says something, it really doesn't, it really doesn't make so much sense. Instead of calling them stupid and make their day worse, find a way to show them the right word or right thing to do by adding value to them. That's kindness. That's kindness. We have robbed each other of the beauty of each other for too long and it gets worse and worse and worse. And my concern 
is Christians are losing value because they are not adding value to one another. Christianity is a value-added relationship. When you come to Christ, he upgrades you. He doesn't downgrade you. That's why he said we move from glory to glory. But it must be intentional. It must be intentional that I will add value to you. Even when you disagree with me, I will correct you in a way that will add value either to your perspective of life or to your methodology. Whichever I try to address, but not to wound you, to destroy you. And anybody that tries to use us to destroy one another, to make the other person valueless, is not teaching us how to be kind, but is making us to be worse off. God said, be kind to one another. Add value to one another. Add value to one another. You can add value at your place of work. It's called kindness. When you go there and you don't withdraw your um, expertise, you know some people, when you, they will just do the minimum just to get their check. Well, that's not kindness. When you go way and above, that's kindness. You see, and if you are the boss, you find a way to add value to the people that you are leading, not to take from them and take from them and talk them down. If you are a spouse, find a way to add value to your spouse, add value to your children. Look for ways to make the other person feel worthy. You know what they said? You are worthy, O Lord. Now, now, do they... Does God need that to feel worthy? No. But there is a principle we must not forget. Verbalizing it is a big deal for creating it Mm -hmm. in our heart. Mm -hmm. You are worthy, O Lord. That's praise. But what they are doing is kindness. And I'm saying there is a way whereby we can show kindness through praise. When I was a math teacher, I used to be a math teacher in high school in those days, many years ago, almost almost 30 years, over 30 years ago. There is what we call occasional success. For students that don't like math, you make them pass, even though their answer was wrong, you try to Say, oh, you did this right, I get you generous. And then you call them later and you say, you know, this was wrong, this was wrong, but I kind of know that you can do it. You can do it. He said, wow, I pass. Okay. It's a positive reinforcement. It's kindness. That's what praise is. Positive reinforcement. We, we, we should stop. And I'm talking to you, whether you are driving, you are at home, you are wherever you may be. Ask yourself how many people have added value to by the way I talk, by the way I behave, by way, the way I relate to my subordinate or to my superior. Even pastors, we should not take our cue from the world. Somebody comes to you and says, beat them up. Tell the person that's not 
the value of kindness that I found in the kind God that I serve. If the church don't lead, who will? If Christians don't lead kindness revolution, who will? We just talk about prosperity, money, 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 money. And you have the money, you have no joy. You have the money, you have to carry gun to feel safe. What kind of nonsense is that? We need to add value to people. And it's the beginning of praise. And that is exactly what God requires of us. I'll be right back after this. Thank you so much, Bishop, for that crucial word. Another crucial word in this kindness revolution series. We'll be back with more with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala after these announcements. If you are in need of food or know someone who's in need of food, join us for our food bank every Thursday from 1 to 5 p.m. We are located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora. For more information, give us a call at 720-859-1737. Join us for our services on Sundays. We have services at 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30 a.m. Wednesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. and a wonderful service on Fridays at 7 p.m. Be our special guest. Our December oil change, a powerful ministration of the word and an anointing service will take place on December 17th at 7 p.m. Our Christmas Eve service, which is a candlelight service, would be wonderful for you to join us with. We will be celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It will take place on Friday, December 24th at 7 p.m. You will not want to miss our crossover New Year's Eve service on December 31st at 10 p.m. There will be the word, praise and worship, dance ministration, and so much more. Be sure you join us and come early to get a seat. Bishop, uh, wow, you have done an amazing uh, job with this word. I was taking so many notes because I want to retain everything that you're saying. Bishop, you said something uh, very crucial. You said that um, we don't uh, generally value people, but instead what we do is we, um, we run people down. We look down on people. We, um, we look for a way to devalue people. Mm-hmm. So, Bishop, I actually I have a couple of questions for you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be uh, intentional when someone tries to take value from another person. Mm-hmm. Um, Bishop, do you find that people generally don't like or accept people who are not like them, thereby taking us back to the age-old issue Mm-hmm. That's been in the world for a very long time. Racism. Mm-hmm. If you're not like me, I devalue you. Mm-hmm. I don't accept you, and mm-hmm. I don't want anybody else to accept you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Bishop, how does racism, for example, relate to the fact of devaluing someone and in fact showing us how important it is as believers that we undo that and show value to others? I, I, I really appreciate that question. But let me first of all say racism is a symptom of a damaged soul. Racism is a symptom of a damaged soul. There is no soul that is healed that will not accept another person, regardless of their color. But a damaged soul, damaged soul. Mm-hmm. You know, racism, and it can be, you can be a good Christian speaking in tongue, but if you carry damaged soul, around you will not see value in any other person you unless they look like you because you judge other people by your own soul that is why it's so easy to hide behind religion even though you that person is carrying a damaged soul damaged soul is dangerous and you know we 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 don't look at it as a damaged soul it's a malfunction soul. It's not, a, it's not in the spirit. The spirit belongs to God. You cannot be, that's why it's possible to be a Christian and be a racist. Because the issue of racism is a soul thing. It's not a spirit thing for a Christian. When a Christian carries damaged soul, he sees things from his own damaged soul. And it is with the soul that we relate with people. It is with the spirit we relate with God. With the body, we relate with the environment. So you can be a good preacher, a good, a good preacher teaching the word. You know, have mega church and so on, but still carrying damaged soul. How do you know that Christian is having a damaged soul? One of them, not the only one, one of them is racism. Racism. Even in their joke, they want to they would pick on another race and talk them down. Well, what do what is our what is what is our answer to that? To pray for them. To pray for them. Somebody said, Oh, Bishop Ajala is so confident in his own in, in, in himself. I said, I thank God my soul is healed. I, I, when, I don't have any baggage. I'll tell you my mind if you are wrong and it has nothing to do with your color. <laughs> but a lot of people, a lot of Christians are coming from a, a, a carrying damaged soul. And damaged soul actually started from their parents. Their parents damaged their soul. And many a soul has been damaged while the child was still young. Either by the way they talk. You know, you can damage people's emotion by what you are feeding that child, the word you are feeding the child while the child was still young. Mm-hmm. An example was family that just decided that my child is 15, the only thing I should do is buy him a gun. Now that has nothing to do with whether I'm pro-gun or anti-gun. The parents are damaged soul. So what did they do to that child? They damaged his soul more. 
And they might be good Christian. They might be speaking in tongues. So that's why somebody is speaking in tongues and so no, 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 no. Paul said, I mean, that's why John said, I wish that you may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. Third John 2, the prosperity of the soul determines by and large the prosperity of the society when relationship is concerned and when dealing with national issues is concerned. Many of our elected officers are carrying damaged soul. They can look at you in the eyes and lie. You know, that's damaged soul. And some of them are good Christians. Some pastors, I would say a lot of pastors, are going around with damaged soul. So they can compartmentalize truth and it will not bother their soul. Because the soul is already damaged. How do we now come back for healing soul? Number one, through biblical meditation. We must go back to meditate on the word of God. Holy Spirit, we only minister to your spirit. Your spirit, we minister to your soul. Your soul will minister to your body. So with your spirit, you connect with the spirit realm, whether God or Satan. With your spirit, you connect with the spirit realm, whether God or Satan. With your soul, you connect with man. With your body, you connect with space. So that's why you can't leave your body at home, come to church, or go to the office and say, oh, I'm in the office. They need your body because it's your body that makes you to be able to connect with space, to interact with space, this earth. Now, but the soul is what makes you to connect with man. So if the soul is damaged, everything that comes out of that soul will not be pure. That's why it's a renewing your mind in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The first thing is present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Then do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? With the word of God. You renew your mind with the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. David said, your word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Your word I've hidden in my heart. That that word means in my spirit. Your spirit feed your soul. Damage soul. Your second question. You say you have two questions. I forgot the second one that you, you, you are asking me. But regardless of what it is, I think it is this. If you are listening to me and you find yourself constantly agitating, hating people that don't look like you, I put it to you. You need soul healing. Your soul is damaged. And you can't trace it. It could be a generational thing. But if you would just come back to God and present yourself to God, if you are the type that 
putting people down is not anything to you. It's just normal. You are carrying a damaged soul. Because the way you are connecting with people is not adding value to them. It's diminishing people. It's, with, it's, 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 it's undermining people. Whether they are Christian or they are not Christian. Hear me. If you belong to God and you are not carrying a damaged soul, you will still care about them. Especially if they are not Christian. Do you want God to deliver them and bring them to you damaged? No. But if you damage them, it will take time for them to heal in that part of their life, even after they have received Christ. That's why many things that some pastors will just open their mouth and begin to talk. And they will talk. Because, you know, the funny thing is that the work of the pastor is anybody can just say, God, call me. And they will start. You know, I love to see pastors and leaders in the body of Christ that will sit down and say, what am, why am I in this? I'm winning so. What soul are you winning? You are damaging soul. You are making them guilty to run to God. And when they come, you damage them the more. But when we start by adding value to people, they now know that God accepts me no matter what. In fact, while I was bad, 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 he died for me. Look at how the scripture put it. While I was yet sinner, Christ died for me. Many of these pastors and leaders today cannot even die for nobody. They will say, kill him, crush him, because they take their instruction from politicians. And any pastor that takes his instruction from politicians has lost his bearing, according to the word of God. Prophets don't run after politicians. Politicians run to prophets to hear what God is saying. And when they are wrong, you correct them in the spirit of love. You don't just take, and you don't become a mega voice for nonsense. No, because that is no point of kindness that God is calling us to pursue. Be kind to one another. You are my brother and I love you. Let me pray with you before we go. Father, I release grace into the life of people that have been listening to me that your honor, your peace, your joy will rest upon them. Lord, as we all embark on this kindness revolution, Lord, let the praise of your name be on our lips so that we can add value to one another. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. This has been a presentation of the radio ministry of Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. For more information, contact Bishop Israel Ade Ajala by email at info at kcconline.org or by phone at 720-859-1737.